Welcome to the official Brandon Ritchie Substat Podcast episode. Today's date is May the 23rd, 2023. And if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you for your ears. I hope that you will stick around. I hope that you will become a subscriber, a regular listener to this show. And on that note, if you are here for the first time, the purpose of this show, the purpose of this blog, the purpose of this podcast is to serve as a map for helping you and those around you to be a zenith during chaotic times. Zenith means I want you at your peak, tip top. And the way that we as human beings can navigate life and to make it tip top, to be at our best, is to grasp an understanding of the lived human experience. And that is a documented experience. And it's documented through culture, it's documented through history, it's documented through business, it's documented through philosophy, it's documented through uh, everyday life and funnels down to your everyday life and and especially in, in regards to your health, your mental health, your physical health. And this is the purpose of this show is to be a map for you. And this is the key. So if you are listening for the first time and you have not already done this, I need your help to be a to help others to be a zenith during chaotic times and the reason I need your help is because this message in this day and age is a message that is censored it is a message that is suppressed and because of that certain big social media oligarchs for whatever reason they do not like this message because I guess it threatens their existence because it is pointing to something that is powerful which is your individual agency, your individual power, you improving your skills and honing your skills of awareness and honing your skills of what's going on in the world and and being able to put that into context so that you make decisions that impact your life and those around you to improve your culture. And when you do that, it gives you more power. It gives us all more power as individuals But the problem with that is that is a decentralized solution. So those that are in power want more centralization of control, more centralization of authority, more centralization of voice and and being able to control the narrative and control everything. So when I say I need your help, if you are listening, I need you to subscribe. I need you to subscribe. You can do so uh, as a free member at brandonritchie.substack.com. Uh, if you want to go a step further and you really want to put things into supercharge, into overdrive, you can also scroll down there. If you're on this episode there on the Substack, just scroll down a little bit and you'll see where there's a button there where you can become a paid subscriber. And this will enable you to access other content where I do a deep dive on other things uh, for paid members and is only accessible by by paid members. And, it, and it's a very modest price. It costs and averages out if you commit to an annual subscription. Uh, I think it averages out to about a cup of coffee per month. So that's like $6 and some change uh, per month for a year uh, commitment. That's not a whole lot uh, of, a, of a, it's not going to break the bank, in other words, but it's a tremendous help to me so that I can uh, invest more time and more energy, which I am willing to do, want to do, and will continue to do as long as I'm able. Uh, if you are already a paid member and a returning listener, thank you very much for your support. I could not do this without you. 
So I'm also, on that note, on other platforms, if you're listening in on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Cast, I'm on Google, uh, check out the Google Podcast as well. I'm, I'm on there. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but I'm on there as well, uh, as well as Spotify. If you're on Spotify, hit the follow button and do me a favor and in order to to help uh, push out the message even more, uh, just take take about two seconds and hit the five-star rating, and that way you can help to uh, push the show up into the algorithms of that platform as well to get it more notoriety, more exposure. Not notoriety, but more exposure. Sorry. And uh, so that would be a tremendous help. So with that being said, <clears throat> today I've got a very powerful show for you. This is something that is the type of show when you start to get into this this is going to be this is the game changer this is the map this is a solution based show this is a solution based platform but before we get to solutions we have to point pro- point out problems problems and understanding those problems that brings about solutions so with this today is going to be an audio article readout and I think you're really going to like this one, uh, so make sure you share this. Be a for, force multiplier, okay? When you hear this, uh, there are share buttons along in the Substack here, uh, as well as the links on the other platforms. Share those out to your social media. You can text them, email them directly to family, friends, loved ones, even uh, even those people that are you know maybe not in agreement with you. Uh, but this is how we impact culture. So. So today's title of today's episode is The Dictum of Intentional Action. Preface, quote, The most dangerous man to any government is the man who is able to think things out for himself without regard to the prevailing superstitions and taboos. Almost inevitably, he comes to the conclusion that the government he lives under is dishonest, insane, and intolerable, end quote. H.L. Mencken. I was talking with one of my good friends on the phone the other day, who I would consider to be a solid intellectual, even though he is too humble to admit it. As a side note, I have to say that I'm blessed to be surrounded by people who are solid intellectuals in my life, as this is the case with a lot of people in my life that are really close to me, but I digress. During our conversation, he started pointing out something that I've always felt, but that we both feel like a lot of people tend to ignore when it comes to them looking and planning out their life journey. For starters, if you've listened to my podcast and read my articles, you know that I'm all about embracing the attitude of self-reliance and rugged individualism. After all, as an American, those characteristics were central to the founding of this very nation from its beginning. My view of life is that we are all that we are here for our own individual journey and that everything that we do in that journey shapes the path of that journey based on the risks we take which originate from the choices that we make. This is not really complicated because if you if you really think about it life is all about risk versus reward. However, in the t- in the past 10 to 15 years society has been brainwashed into believing the opposite of this. Society has been dumbed down by the prospect that we should entrust and finance the major governmental, medical, and educational systems to be the trustees of creating an environment that builds a risk-averse society. 
This entire ecosystem that we live in operates only with the permission of our support as citizens, while the so-called trusted overlords that we've somehow allowed to make our life decisions for us have convinced us that they know what's best for us because they have removed all the risk. You might be sitting there thinking, Brandon, how is the removal of the risk a bad thing? The answer to that is simple, because as goes the risk, so goes the rewards. If that is our sentiment as a society, then we are saying to the overlords that we don't care about individual sovereignty, individual agency, and individual rights. If you're agreeing to that model, then you are saying that you want nothing more out of life than to be the equivalent of a Russian serf. This is the social contract that you're creating and signing if you want a risk-averse society. Heading, the critical dangers of being risk-averse. Life is a tricky phenomenon. Granted, both myself and my guests talk about many different aspects of life here on this blog and podcast and are always identifying problems while offering solutions to those problems on a regular basis. But I'm not going to sit here and act like it's all easy. Easy can at times factor into the equation, but for the majority of the time, it doesn't factor in at all. Now, given that, let's take a look at the root cause of most of society's problems, because the thing about solving problems is being able to go to the root cause in order to cut to the heart of the problem rather than playing around with treating symptoms of a particular problem. Now, if you're still reading this, I'm not about to lead you down a path by spouting off some cliche self-help message that you would normally hear from all the so-called self-help internet business influencer gurus. You're probably very familiar with the usual type that want to engage in happy talk about life coaching and grinding 24-7 on your business and career while they sell you more of their noise in order for you to wear their t-shirts and attend their seminars. Now please don't misunderstand me. I'm not bashing those people. I would actually applaud their success. However, I'm establishing the point that the message here in this article and on this podcast isn't the same as the message of those people. The message you're getting here is quite different. After all, speaking for myself, I'm as much a free market and pro-business as the next guy, but the root of society's problems go much deeper than what any of the usual self-help gurus would traditionally ever care to address or even bring up in a discussion on their respective YouTube channels with their millions of followers. Why? Because none of, the, none of what these so-called self-help gurus are selling is addressing the root cause of the problem that are plaguing our society. With as many of these so-called gurus that exist, if they were addressing the root causes, then there would probably be no need for this platform and my explanation for all of this. Sure, you can start a business and make it successful and reach a lot of people. That's a huge positive and should be a part of the American dream. However, the reality of that vision is that it's happening less and less now because it's getting harder and harder for people to even get off the launching pad with a new business venture in the first place. No, this isn't a whining session or a complaint. This is objective reality. My goal here is to talk about the deeper issue, and the I- and that deeper issue is the environment in which any prospective business may start in order to try and gain a foothold so that it can become successful in the first place. After all, what is the reality that we've seen put on supercharge in the past three years? We've seen the following. The mass exodus of people from big cities, the collapse of the medical industry, the destruction of your currency, a real estate housing bubble, a commercial real estate crisis, 
40-year record high inflation, increased rolling power outages, the rising cost of fuel, a mass invasion at the southern borders, out-of-control crime rates. I could go on and on. Every single thing that I mentioned there is 100% accurate. Those issues are not some made-up story that only exists in someone's imagination. No, every single one of those issues I mentioned is happening in reality right now. So why did I bring them up? Well, if it's not already obvious, how do any of those issues serve to enhance the environment for anyone to start a small business? How do any of those issues create a secure economic environment where there are assurances that a respective business looking to grow can be confident in its environment to grow? The answer is that most businesses can't grow in an environment like like the one I described, let alone even make an attempt to start out right at ground zero. To make all this worse, the irony of it is that every single one of the issues I listed above resulted from the promise that government was trying to eliminate all the risk for you to keep you safe. The action of supposedly removing all the risk for you was carried out by telling you what medicine you should put into your body, by telling you what that a check from the government for a few thousand dollars would help your business after they closed it down, and by telling you that police should be defunded in major cities because that was best for society and would somehow serve as a remedy for racism. Yet, every single one of these resulted in the complete opposite outcome, being the complete destruction of our institutions, all in the name of mitigating risk for society. Being risk-averse is a clear and present danger. Heading, the critical reliance upon the forge. When looking at any system of governing or any process where a business must start the process of willing itself into existence, the very existence of either of these endeavors begins much like the blacksmith relies upon the forge. Keep in mind that a blacksmith, as you're probably familiar with in older times, could shape and bend iron. A blacksmith could build a sharp blade that was worthy of combat, a shield that would protect a soldier and a suit of armor that could deflect any passing blow coming coming from an enemy combatant. In this way, the blacksmith was very skillful, and in an older society possessed a valuable trade and a successful business. However, the skills of that blacksmith were only as good as the resources he would have at his disposal. To clarify this further, in order for a soldier in older times to prepare for war, that soldier had to have been instructed and trained. The soldier needed a plan from a commanding officer, and the soldier needed a blacksmith for the armor and the weaponry. Additionally, for the warrior to be successful, the commanding officer, the soldier, and the blacksmith all relied on the forge being able to function in order to heat up the iron for the blacksmith to shape it for its purpose in order to aid everyone in their respective endeavors. Without the forge, there are no weapons, no armor. And a vulnerable warrior, if there's even a warrior at all, with the absence of a forge. Furthermore, the more direct impact would be that there would be no blacksmith, which meant there would be no tools for farmers, which meant there's no civilization. The reliance upon the forge would be critical for the very existence of the civilization. So I chose to use the analogy of the forge to simplify how the flow and existence of that civilization would originate from the function and existence of the forge. 
Granted, in this example, I'm imagining an older civilization, but with this example of using the forge and the blacksmith, you can more easily grasp how significant the forge would be in the context of our older hypothetical civilization. So what is my point here? If you look back on the disastrous issues I pointed out earlier in this article regarding the fleeing of people from the big cities, the medical system collapse, the currency collapse, etc., all of these institutions have traditionally been stalwarts that create a civilization because they serve to be assurances to the citizens of a society that these institutions will be there to function for them, to function for you, and to function for me. However, the issue that we've seen in the past three years is that those in power are actually communists that are insane enough to remove the forges of society or to render them inoperative. What did we establish earlier that would happen to the critical function of society without the forge? Let's take a look at a concrete example of how this sort of dysfunction has impacted our modern society with one of today's major institutions involving police. The thing I'm trying to communicate is that if you have been a police officer, particularly in the past three years, then you were demonized by the administrative state media, or ASM. They champion a message for defunding you in the biggest cities in the U.S., and on top of that, many of your employers, or the mayors of those cities, were not standing shoulder to shoulder with you, but rather standing shoulder to shoulder with the ASM. In short, they removed your forge, metaphorically speaking, so that you would be rendered inoperative. The authoritarians exist for the purpose of control. Because of this, with you being honorable, honorable and demonstrating the faith in the institution that you took an oath to serve, you would unknowingly end up placing yourself into a vulnerable position. Just like the rest of society, you would also be underneath the boot of the authoritarians that run the government, which also signs your paychecks. Now, please don't misunderstand me because I'm not blaming you, not at least not directly. What I'm trying to say is that all of us, collectively as citizens that make up society, are to blame because we didn't vet these people close enough. We also weren't critical enough of the education systems that taught the Marxist ideology that would indoctrinate those people who continue to vote and support these authoritarians that create these hostile environments for the police. There's no question that the issues that plague our society run very deep which is why I'm framing the problem in this way in order to put forth a solution. You're probably thinking, Brandon, what solution do you have in mind? Well, the solution I have in mind parallels that rugged individualism I was speaking about earlier at the beginning of this episode. After all, I started this podcast and blog because I wanted to address these issues <clears throat> after the unlawful and authoritarian lockdowns that impacted my business directly three years ago. You see, this is exactly why I'm always hammering away at the importance of continuing to develop an alternative parallel economy. By doing so, we create our own forge so that we don't have to rely on the forge of what's been provided to us by our long-standing but now failing and corrupt institutions. Because I'm independent, I'm not beholden to anyone or anything, which gives me the freedom to create this platform so that I can communicate this message. I guess I shouldn't say I'm not beholden to anyone because I am beholden to the subscribers and members who financially support this show, but that is a decentralized solution. In reality, I'm not beholden to a centralized authority that wants to dictate my speech here, which arguably, with a message like this one, would be suppressed and censored on most other platforms in this day and age. 
Now is the time for all of us to create something new and to leave the corrupted, failing right of the communist-infected institutions to die on the vine, financially speaking. Heading, the dictum. Now you're probably thinking, well, Brandon, how would I do that if I'm a police officer or government worker? If you happen to be in that in that position, you are at the tip of the spear for some major change. First of all, if you happen to be a police officer or government worker and you believe in and love freedom and liberty, then you can continue to create change in the very position you're in. Look for opportunities to promote liberty by influencing your coworkers and friends. Make them aware of the problems that are going on as you have firsthand knowledge and experience given your position and experience in your work environment. Additionally, when it comes to your individual life, save your money and make the smartest financial decisions you can possibly make. No, this is not some normal self-help message like I was saying earlier. This is about you making a declaration with yourself or dictum to be very intentional with your actions in order to create an environment for yourself so that if you find the institution turning on you, then you can simply tell the institution to go pound sand. Use your position to make sound investments to improve both your own station in life, as well as using your dollars to support the institutions, businesses, and organizations that you know for a fact will improve the freedom and liberty movement. You can do both of these at the same time. By being conscious of this, and by laying this foundation, you can create a situation for yourself to easily pull out of the institution you're in should it be compromised by communist infiltration. This way you can exit as painlessly as possible should the situation call for such an extreme measure. This is exactly why I operate independently and am self-employed, because I never enjoyed being in a position where I had to be under the control of a centralized authority. Granted, no, situ no situation is perfect, but as we grow independent wealth and savings, we enable ourselves the ability to have mobility. The key to doing this is by making sure we grow that independent wealth as individuals by supporting and investing in the institutions that can help us get, get there while knowing that those institutions we invest in are also supporting the freedom and liberty movement. Both of these criteria must be met. Remember that independent wealth is great, but if you achieve that wealth by investing your dollars into institutions into institutions that will destroy the forge or render it inoperative, then you're only creating an environment where you're back at square one beholden to a centralized authority. This is yours and my dictum, an intentional action to truly create change within society. Heading, the wrap-up, quote, Do not let your fire go out, spark by irreplaceable spark in the hopeless swamps of the not-quite- the not yet, and the not at all. Do not let the hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration for the life you deserved and have never been able to reach. The world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It's yours. End quote. Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged. If you live, live daily by dictum of intentional action, then I promise you and we together can save the United States of America from the communist invasion. What exactly is the parallel or patriot economy? It's simple, because the patriot economy consists of individual American citizens, you, paying attention and being informed on where you spend your dollars. 
because where you spend your dollars is where you place your support. If you want to support companies that are promoting and advocating for more and more silencing of dissonant voices, forcing people to choose between their jobs and a medical procedure, and pouring their money into supporting enemies like the CCP that hate and want to destroy us, then you're feeding the problem. However, the good news is that if you do believe in liberty and freedom, you don't have to feed the problem. You do have a choice to feed the solutions, and that is the most powerful vote you have at your fingertips every, every single time you reach for your wallet. This is how we defeat the communists and build a strong, renewed United States of America. I hope you enjoyed today's article podcast. If so, I hope you would choose to support this platform as part of the Patriot Economy as well. I really need your help to push this piece out to your friends, family, and co-workers. In order for both you and me to influence and strengthen our society, we must not stay idle. So please make sure you hit the subscribe and share buttons here below. Spreading messages like this one is how we influence our culture, and I need your help in order to do it. Also, listen to this episode here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, If you like this podcast and the message, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating on the Spotify platform. Also, to connect with me, please make sure you join me here on Twitter, Facebook, Getter, and now on Substack's new social media called Notes. Stay strong, stay focused, stay active. Have a great day.